So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Matt. Uh, and I'm Nathan and we're Ron's car. And we're gonna ask him some questions today. I'm gonna start. So what inspired the creation of the band and what does the band name mean? So we actually um you guys, sorry, you guys cut out for a second. Did you ask what the band name uh um, means yes so we we both we both worked at a uh, little restaurant in cape cod called toast to the coast which is no longer with us um oh. uh, it, it closed down but um <laughs> we um we were waiting tables there and our boss's name was ron and we were sitting around at the table and just trying to come up with bandages because we had some gigs coming up um just playing some acoustic sets on porches you know really mm-hmm. low-key in cape cod and um Nathan was like, uh, Ron's car. And we looked out the window and cause Ron drove a, uh, BMW Z3. So it was like one of those really nice sleek cars. I'm like, Oh, that's not bad. There's nothing profound there <laughs> really. Yeah. So, um, we just stuck and, um, we became Ron's car. Um, our, our original band name was the American yams in high school, which I think Ron's car is a little bit of a, an upgrade from that. Yeah. I would argue that's a, a step up. Mature. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah a step and, up. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, our, if a lot of our friends were like, you got to change your band name, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, people and labels and everyone will take you a little bit more seriously exactly. with the name Ron yeah. car. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With Ron's car. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And how did the band come to form? Yeah, so we, um, I was moving in to Matt's parents' house in Cape Cod for the for the summer. Just uh, we were like we said, we were working at a local breakfast place, and we all kind of got jobs there. It was four of us, and we all went to high school together. And we all were musicians. We've played together here and there throughout high school, um, and we decided to just start jamming out in his basement. And then it kind of we kind of started doing that more and more. And then one day we were at the breakfast place and I was in a conversation with just one of the people who was eating there. And he was asking me about myself and I'm a sound recording technology major. Um, So I'm a music major. So I have to have a primary instrument and all this kind of stuff and like be proficient in it. And he said, well, do you have people you play with? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I will pay you. I never met this guy before. He said, I will pay each of you a hundred dollars. to. I do a show at my house every summer for like a bunch of people around Cape Cod. This summer, it's going to be different. It's going to be mass, social distance, but it's like probably 30, 40 people. And I put a show with a local act every summer. And if you guys want to play, like I'll pay you each $100 to play at this concert. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up using that to kind of put everything in motion. Um, And we played that show and then we played a bunch of others this summer. And then that's, that's kind of how it all started. Yeah, it got us out of our comfort zone a little bit because in high school, under the name American Yams, of course, yeah. we did a we did a lot of pop punk, a lot of rock, um, a lot of alternative stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think we did a cover of um, "Boys of Summer" by the Ataris. So yeah. it's like a very very different kind of sound. And this guy had asked, he was like, honestly, play a bunch of oldies and goldies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, I as long choose that genre and we chose songs like i'm a believer um you really got me now by the kinks he's like i only want you to play the unicorn song which is that irish song because i think his grandson really really likes that song it's one of our guys in an irish accent and stuff um <laughs> lean on me by will bill withers and um what was the third one uh do you remember what the third one was Nathan? the john lennon song um oh imagine yes it was imagine, imagine. so then he gave us kind of like freedom to do anything else and we kind of had to totally rethink our sound because we the, the the audience we had wasn't really like um yeah <laughs> the atari it, for yeah. example mm-hmm. a cover band yeah 
that's yeah so it was a super fun experience yeah yeah you got to rebrand also a little bit yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) solid uh so congratulations on your newest release 3 a.m how do you find your response to it so far of course yeah Um, go ahead nathan (laughs) it's it's been really good we um, we, we started kind of from scratch because we deleted everything before high school and then we didn't really know where anything was going. Um, so when we decided all moving back in together and start up a project and then after the summer ended, the two other guys who were playing with all summer went off to college and other things, but we were still living together and we really wanted to write our own stuff. And then we started writing and everything and we had to start from complete scratch. We had no nobody was listening. Um, We kind of had to, we created all the social media for it. We kind of started from the beginning and I, I've been posting just pop punk guitar covers on Instagram for like Mm -hmm. six years. So I kind of just promoted it on there like once or twice a month to get a couple followers. And then we kind of, and then we released our first song, which we paid like some company, like a couple hundred dollars. And we got like a bunch of fake streams from it that we don't really care about. And we're kind (laughs) of, bummed about that so then when we decided what song we were going to release next and then we started it we wanted to not really like pay for anything that wasn't actually going to be real um so when we released it and it did as well as it did which it isn't great it has a little bit over a thousand streams is 300 something views on youtube but that's just from us completely and like no one's heard of us so we're, we're pretty happy with how it's doing so far yeah, and it's better than being on those fake stream Spotify playlists. We didn't really know what we were getting into, but it was putting our last song, which is very like alternative rock on like uh, country tunes and um, house EDM. So that's how you could just tell it was fake to just throw you on a bunch of random playlists. Mm-hmm. So you got someone going into the, cl- into the club or like coffee house jazz, you know, yeah. uh, all sorts of stuff like that. And it really didn't fit that vibe. Yeah. Before we move on, Nathan, I have to ask, does your shirt say the fame by any chance? Yes, it does. I fucking Taste. love the fame. We interviewed them last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I was going yeah. cool. to wear my, my fame t-shirt. It's like, no, I'm already wearing mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you guys are both now, the fame now fans. I'm, I'm wearing my Krusty Krab shirt. Yes. Okay. As we you actually saw them be. live in Boston. Yeah, they're great. They're yeah, great. I saw them on the Andy Black Tour in the bowling alley in uh, Asbury. That's so fun. That's awesome. Yes, the bowling yeah, alley. Yeah, I... I, I'm really into like the pop punk scene um, or I've been my whole life. I'm kind of moving away. Not really. I don't know. I'm, I still listen to everything. So, but I, they were playing at this really small club with Stand Atlantic um, in Boston. I want to go that time so text- bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I texted, I texted, I texted Matt like a couple days before I said, I bought two tickets. I'm coming into Boston. You're coming to the show with me. Cause he went to college in Boston and I went to college about an hour outside of Boston. <laughs> So I get there, he get there, we both go in. He had never really heard anything by them. And now he, now he listens to them a lot. So. As you should. Oh yeah. They were, they were fantastic live. They mm-hmm. were great. Yes. Insane live band. Uh, so back to your music, you guys released a music video for this song and it features the two of you like digging a massive hole into the beach. Uh, what was the process <laughs> like behind that video? The idea for that? What the fuck is up with that? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question. So we were like sitting down like, Oh, we should do, um, we, we spent a lot of time on the beach being in Cape Cod and like, oh, let's let's shoot this thing, this music video on the beach. And like, we had to put some kind of meaning behind it. And the, the song 3 a.m. is about like anxiety in the middle of the night or like a panic attack in the middle of the night just happening over and over and over until finally, I don't know, like three weeks later, 
um, the panic attack stop or whatever. So we're like, oh, something deep, I, I guess no pun intended there, uh, like the whole, um, but uh, the, um, the, I guess we decided, um, let's, uh, let's dig some holes on the beach. We filled them in and a lot of people have asked us about that. Um, they're like, make sure you fill those holes back in because apparently it's very dangerous. So we did. Um, and we're like, uh, it was kind of like supposed to be this metaphor of um, kind of two things like digging your own grave in a way and um, just like feeling so the, the closing of the music video, I don't want to give it away if anybody hasn't seen it, but um, is kind of supposed to symbolize just complete, uh, what's the word, just being overwhelmed and very, um, almost like suffocated and mm -hmm. uh, like uh, just suffocated by anxiety, I guess, in that way. Um, yeah. And, and, the, and the whole metaphor is that like, you're so stressed because you're going through this panic attack, but you're the ones digging your own grave. Mm -hmm. Like it's all in your head. Like we're, we're so stressed, all these terrible things are happening, but if you like, it's your, you're doing it yourself kind of things. Mm. Yeah. Um, and why aren't you stopping? Like what, what's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I didn't expect that response. I thought you guys were just going to be like, we just wanted to dig a hole. Yeah, well, you know, there's bored. something to be said about that. I think that that that's a big part of it. Uh, <laughs> I right. mean, it was a, it was a fun process um, for sure. For sure. What was tough, though, is like when people were walking by on the beach, we had to try to mm -hmm. find like the least crowded beach we could. People thought yeah. we were like burying a body, which <laughs> is really awkward in that way. Yeah. They just yeah. walk by, like getting these weird looks. Yeah, we had all this like equipment that we were bringing, but we brought it in bags, which was oh. in retrospect a terrible idea. Horrible so we idea. just walked onto the beach with shovels and then bags filled with these random, like huge bags. And yeah. then everyone was just like giving us these terrible looks. You're lucky the cops weren't called. Exactly. Yeah. In retrospect, yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. Well, oh. now you know not to do it again. So exactly, the music video is done. You know, exactly. <laughs> we, we, we can move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the single name or cover art? Um. So actually, the um, we we like to um, we don't do any of the album art ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. Last one, we reached out to a friend of ours for for better for me, our first single. Um, that was a friend of ours named Cherry. She's a great artist. She's going to college for it, and then um, she did the art for. The that and then we reached out to one of my friends that I've had for like 13 14 years um who's also like pursuing art in his future he wants to like start a gallery like hey we, we'd love for you to use your own style listen to the song whatever however you interpret it we gave him the baseline of like what it's kind of about um mm -hmm. but his visual representation of that said hey play with an alarm clock or something but really and play with negative space um but up to you do whatever and he specializes a lot with um uh, like black charcoal paper or white charcoal on black paper. Mm -hmm. So he had a lot of the artistic interpretation there and he sent us that draft like, oh my God, that's perfect with like the, the cords kind of tangled up around the arms. Yeah. Um, Cause it just kind of, it keeps that almost feeling of being trapped, you know, um, it, with this cycle of just waking up every night uh, at 3 a.m. literally for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. And at the end of the track, we have the uh, alarm clock fading in. So it's like you finally start falling back to sleep right when you have to wake up. So mm -hmm. obviously with like getting no sleep, it just gets worse the next day and the next day and the next day. Um, and that's kind of where the, the name of the track came from was that it was, so this actually came from a, a personal experience of mine. Like one night I woke up at 3 a.m. with like a panic attack. I'm like, what the heck? And the next yeah. night like on the dot, 3 a.m. again. Mm -hmm. And the next night, and it was always, I'd look at the clock and it was always 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like I was stuck in a cycle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we loved his interpretation of it. He was like, you want me to send you any other drafts? Like, no, just fi finish this. It's perfect. We, we love this. Um, 
he's both of these Terry and uh, Alden is the, the guy's name who, who did this last one. They're both so talented. So we can't take a lot of credit for the art, the Almart there. We just kind of said, Hey, be creative. And they, I think they nailed it. So um, yeah, it, it was, it was a fun process for that. Hell yeah. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for the single? So yeah. I, I oh, go, yeah, go ahead. Oh. Nathan. I was going to say we were, we were um, just in um, Matt, Matt's parents' basement. Um, I had an acoustic guitar and he was just kind of sitting there. It was literally in the process of these panic attacks, like, like doing it. And I was just kind of playing around and, and I think how we both kind of have learned to cope since we've both been musicians our whole life is through music, either listening or, or writing or creating. So I, I was just playing around and he said, like, can, can we write a song? Uh, uh, like, and, and trying to like get out what I'm feeling. So I, w- I would play a chord um, and he would, he would, he's a drummer too. So he doesn't really know about um, music theory and that kind of stuff um, in terms of chords and progression. Not too long. I picked up bass not too long ago, so I'm getting there. Um, but still, sometimes our process can be a little tough where he'll play a chord. I'll be like, hey, go up a, a minor whole step, like trying to use some kind of terminology <laughs> that makes no sense. We've gotten yeah. better with that. Okay, yeah. You're like, just show me. Yeah, just so, show me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I play a chord. He'd say different. And I, I, I'd play a chord until it sounded right in his head. And we just go through it until we had like a progression and then I'd come up with a rhythm and we'd go, we kind of went back and forth for the instrumental until it was something that he felt like he wanted to write over. And then he just kind of took out his phone and he's like, just play this over and over again while I write. And I probably played for like half an hour and then he was like, okay, we're good. And then we like went from there. And as cliched as it is, cause you hear this all the time from anybody, you know, like, the best way to, if you're going through something is to like actually talk about it or speak mm-hmm. it out into existence or something. And it's like, everybody's like, ah, okay, okay. But it's literally that the writing of this song is what kind of got me out of that cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so as cliche as it is like, oh, just just talk about your feelings, you know? But like, it's, <laughs> it's true, it helps, it helps. Mm-hmm. And I guess singing it and writing lyrics for it helps too. Um, you kind of went into it a little bit already, but if you want, you could go a bit more in depth. Can you guys tell me what your headspace was while you were creating this song? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was just, I was in like a, I guess maybe it was work. Um, I was taking like we we were both doing like six days a week waiting tables, and it's, it's really, um, uh, I I always wanted to tr- like wait tables at some point, but um, one of the things I was concerned about is just you have to be on all the time, like yeah. very, very, you gotta be really, really social. Um, mm-hmm. And if you are, you get to see the tip money come up, yeah. right? If you're, if you're really engaged with your, with your customers. So it's, it just, it drains your energy. And I think like with that, um, maybe that's why I started to feel like in a, I was in a pretty anxious place, just mm-hmm. kind of uh, an anxious, like uh um, I don't know, a baseline, you know, it, without even noticing it. And <laughs> it was really funny. Like at the beginning when we started working, we, neither, neither of us had started like waiting tables till the summer. I would like tell, tell my friends that were, or t- tell Nathan, the other guys who were living with us and working there, like, yo, any of you guys having like nightmares about like bringing the wrong food out to the wrong table <laughs> oh and <God>. stuff? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like, it's, it's like all those, those stupid little things. So I think that's kind of where it came from. And even though it's hard to like, I don't want to say like that 3 a.m. is about like restaurant anxiety in any way because <laughs> it's not. It's just I guess that's kind of where the anxiety came from, um, mm-hmm. just being on all the time um, and not really giving myself enough time to like actually relax. 
And then, um, like I said, it's that cycle where when you don't get enough sleep, um, it it just, and you're like worried, like, oh, if it keeps happening, like, oh, it's going to happen again at night, you know? Um, So you get stuck into it and it just kind of, it just gets worse and worse and worse. It's like the snowball effect, you know? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But like I said, just writing the song and talking about your feelings definitely helps. And I think what I what I love about writing this kind of stuff and our last single kind of talks about that too. Um, where Nathan um, can, can talk about it more because it was his experience, but he um, suffered from insomnia or still does um, from a, like a, a head injury from back in like sophomore year. And just being able to write about like the, just like the, the hopelessness or the anxiety around that mm-hmm. um, and writing about the anxiety of just waking up with like some kind of panic attack in the middle of the night. And I think it, my biggest goal, and I think Nathan's goal too, I don't want to speak for Nathan, but it's um, just showing people that they're not alone if they're experiencing that too. And I think we're in, in tough times for everybody, like listening to music, even if it's not like the most uplifting thing, just seeing that somebody else is also going through it and has come out on the other side, it just makes you feel like you're not alone. So that's kind of mm-hmm. like a, that's kind of why we try to write about these kinds of topics, even if they're not, not the most uplifting in that way, um, just to kind of show like, yeah, like, we're with you, you know? Yeah. 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 Get it, getting messages from, from people. Cause like I said, we started this, we, we try to talk with this, no expectations, make what we want to make, kind of like figure out our stuff and then, and release what we're, what we're proud of when we're proud of it. And then actually getting messages from people saying like, I listen to your song and I like really resonated with it. I've also gone through like the insomnia and sleepless nights and stuff. It, it's it's really changed how I see like a lot of things. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what band or artist influence do you think you can hear the most on this track, if any? Any. Oh, that is a great question, Nathan. Do you want to take that for three a.m.? I don't know. I feel like I fr- from a because I, I I do a lot of the instrumental work and then um, at least the like the progressions and stuff like that. So instrumentally. Um, I was kind of like inspired by, so Matt makes playlists all the time and I, I try to listen to everything, but I, I, I am mostly into like the alternative rock, like stuff like yep. that. And he has this like acoustic indie playlist and I would just put that on random. And I, I, I was just while I was doing work and stuff. Cause I feel like that's a lot easier than like pop punk or like heavy <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. I, would, I would just do some work to that. And then like hearing the different guitars is, is kind of how I was influenced. So kind of just like the, the acoustic indie that's, that's not really, I don't know, the, 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 the instru- instrumentation of it was based around like that kind of stuff and like bulk too, kind of. But yeah, yeah, one of my favorite artists and they still are, I, I haven't listened to them a lot lately. I'm waiting for their next album to drop, but I love Young the Giant. And yeah. um, I tried to, I, th- I feel like some of the way I, I sang this track and kind of wrote the lyrics or like how the cadence was, I kind of feel like was inspired by some of their tracks. Um, but I mean, I don't know. We, we've gotten like comments like, Oh, this has a lot of Latin American influences and stuff. Um, all, all sorts of, all sorts of stuff like that. Like we never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. We both listen to so much different music um, that it's, it's hard to pinpoint like one influence, but I think, I've like, I've always tried to, um, I, I, like, I love Young the Giant sound and I, I've definitely always feel, felt like inspired by their lyrics, especially to um, just almost like, it's got a lot of meaning and like a lot of simple words or lyricism or something like that. Yeah. And we kind of, I, I was inspired by that in the, in the, in the writing process at least. Um, Cause they, 
they definitely they're very poetic in their lyrics so i i, I tried to um work with that you know yeah. mm-hmm. oh, all right uh so this one should be super 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 quick off the top of your heads i want you to describe this single for new listeners in three words both of you have to do it nathan you go first uh i know you go first um <laughs> no okay. you go first no you go <laughs> no, first. no you go first <laughs> all right um not digging up bodies I don't know. Like, we'll not, hyphen those words. Yeah, well, it's, okay. well, it's fine. Right. It's fine. Yeah, four? four words. Sorry. We'll hyphen <laughs> one. Sorry, it's okay. You give a better one. You got you. Uh, nighttime panic attacks. There you go. That's good. That's good. Oh, I want to redo. Oh man. No, you're even. stuck with it. Nope. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Three words. Just um, just spits out four words. Four words. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. So, in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling you want listeners to have while going through the single? Um, so what we wanted to do with this single in particular was kind of tell the story of like your, the first, I, I want to say like 30 seconds are supposed to, um, uh, kind of feel and sound like it's, you're still asleep. And then the, the line jolt awake is when you're actually awake and in that panic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the end of the track kind of goes back to that. So you start drifting back to sleep. That's when the alarm clock kind of goes through. So it's almost like that process of the actual being asleep, waking up at 3 a.m., and then falling asleep right at, at right when you have to wake up for work at a restaurant the next day. <laughs> I, um, but it, it's kind of like that kind of story. Um, and we've gotten a lot of uh, uh, kind of with the same comments and same um, same vein as like the Latin American influences. We've got a lot of people that's like, oh, this is a really fun song, very beachy vibe. Maybe that's mm-hmm. with music video too. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like um, I don't know. It sounds uh, it's very upbeat. But behind that upbeatness um, is a, kind of those darker undertones, right? Um, but really, it's the, the the cadence and the tempo is supposed to almost mimic or um, represent that, like like the the heart racing and a panic attack or something like that, you know? Okay. Wow, I didn't. That's cool. That's <laughs> just, I like it. That's yeah, that's really we cool. Want, yeah. We wanted to we wanted to write it. Um, so once I, I read the lyrics, I said, I, w- I want to do an intro to this to represent before you wake up. And then I want to create an outro, which he hadn't written yet. We, he kind of just wrote the basic, like from the first line to the end of the last chorus. Yeah. But I thought, I thought it would work super cool if we had the sleep and then had the falling back asleep. Right. So it's literally a night. Like you wake, you, you're asleep, you wake up at 3 a.m., you go through this panic attack, you slowly start falling back asleep and then you wake up again. So writing it as a story, we wanted to like take people through that with us kind of thing. Yeah, it's almost like um, Greatest Hits by Water Parks. Fucking bang. Oh my God, God so true. That right before we got Literally, in this call. Literally, yeah. Fuzzy. Nice. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, so is this single leading up to anything bigger? Album, EP, collection of singles, mixtape? Do people still do those? Mixtape. <laughs> we just oh, interviewed someone oh, to put out I a mixtape. Think... Oh, yeah. We're still of them. You know, I kind of want to reframe we have... it as a mixtape. Can we do that, Nathan? <laughs> we should. We have about 10 songs written and demoed completely. Um, and then we have, they're in different stages, but we definitely want to release a collection of them i mean just put it out there um and and just see what happens oh, so okay. as as i was saying we <laughs> we have another single that we have done except for vocals and we want to put that out uh by the end of the summer midsummer, as soon as it gets m- m- mastered 
Oh no. We lost you Did again. he lose his AirPods? All right. We lost you I can again. finish this sentence. Okay. Go for it. Go All for right. It. I, it'll be like that. Oh yeah, I'll finish the sentence. So basically we have, um, like Nathan said, we have like 10, 10 songs we're demoing, waiting to master. Um, we'd love to release something by the end of the summer. Um, we have a couple of singles that we are looking to uh, release before that uh, full EP mixtape album. Like I said, leaning towards mixtape now after you guys <laughs> okay, mentioned that. Cool. Um, but yeah, we have we have a lot of different um, different sounding tunes, um, different different sounding tracks. Uh, I know 3AM is definitely does not sound like uh, better for me at all. Our late our last our single before that. So we, we're hoping to kind of uh, genre bend a little bit on there. Right. Um, I'm particularly particularly excited about our closing track, but I, I won't say too much about that. Um, Nathan knows what I'm talking. It's um can you hear me? Yes. Yes. It it I I I will spoil the secret. We okay. one night we were burnt out of writing our own stuff. So we played our huge playlist that we made on random and the first song that played was Gary's song from SpongeBob. So we <laughs> opened a completely new file and started from scratch and recreated the entire song. Uh-huh. And we are going to end our our debut um release with that. <laughs> All right. With Gary's song. Yes. Wow. I love it. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Um, yeah. So where do you guys see the band in the next five years? Um, I'll, I'll take this one. I'm not <laughs> sure how, how what's going on with, with Matt's internet right now, but we we're mostly focused on, on this release and then we're going to take it from there because we're both planning on going back to school and then kind of meeting up for summers and recording and then releasing and then kind of doing that process until we graduate in a few years. Okay. So we're 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 really just hoping to create something that that we're proud of and that resonates with 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 other people whoever whoever ends up finding it whoever our promotion gets to if it resonates with them and we're proud of it we'll be happy all right i like that it's very wholesome all right solid yeah nathan good answer good answer (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so if you guys could write any song in the entire history of songs and take credit for it which song would you write Jesus of Suburbia by Green Day. That was so fast. So oh, true. That's a good one. That's a that good is one. a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, oh, that's tough. That's I, a typical I, reaction. I feel like this is also this is also very cliched, but I want to say like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That song was mm-hmm. probably like that was the that's a song that probably got me really into music when I was in like fifth grade, and either that or like. Weird Al Yankovic's Amish Paradise or something like that. One of the two. Both right. both okay. masterpieces. Honestly, know? yeah. Yeah. Both on the same level. Uh, exactly. So for the last couple of questions, we're actually gonna shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? That's good. Oh, I, want, I want go ahead. Go ahead, Nathan. Well, I know I, I'm a I'll, Matt's drink is going to be seltzer, and I think he knows what mine's going to be as well. So yeah, Nate, you know, yeah, well, let's let's do okay. Nathan would have apple juice and probably um, like a, a little salad with rice, maybe some chicken um, <laughs> put on top, and uh, what else? What else? Uh, some like crumpled up uh, or like crushed up tortilla chips, I think. Um, and the they, chicken has to be in an air fryer. I, I that's that that's what I would say. Nathan, they may they I. I only ate one meal for like a year when I was living with them and I've been made fun of every day since. So that's where that came from. But uh, Matt's is going to be a plain cheeseburger because we will go, his parents will like, 
like once a year, his parents will like take us to a nice restaurant just to like, cause we were like taking care of the house, all this other stuff. And it, it, no matter how fancy the restaurant is, he will get a cheeseburger. And it is so That's not true. <laughs> that's Very. not true. I'm going to defend myself. All right. Listen, Nathan, that's, that's a good answer, but I would say double chalupa box with a seltzer, double chalupa okay. box of Taco Bell. Right. Taco Bell. That's my last, that's my last supper. <laughs> can I ask what flavor that seltzer is? Well, I can, I'll go by the fact of the one I have next to me that I've been like resisting to drink this whole time. Mm-hmm. Just I'm I'm a monster. It's just plain seltzer. Oh, um, but I I guess if it was my last one, maybe lemon lime. You know, yeah. go crazy. Taste exactly. <laughs> Don't go too crazy. Not too crazy. Since exactly. it seems like you like, we make fun of him the same way because he he drinks probably six or seven seltzers a day, and it's oh my disgusting. God, me too. And he should stop. What? Yeah, well, <laughs> seltzer's the best. What are you talking about? He's drinking. He's drinking original, like the just a plain seltzer right now. Like they could kill you just by running electrical currents through the water that they give you. That this is true. And like I it actually, would taste the exact same. Yeah, the, you, the, the reason why I'm why I'm um, actually on death row is because of my crimes against humanity and ingesting only plain seltzer. Yeah, it's just you fucking know? static wow. in the water, dude. Right. <laughs> Uh, so if you guys could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live you guys have good bottom. questions Thank bikini you. bottom oh dude i i, I got my crusty crab thing on i want to say that just to go to divert from that i'll say um uh middle earth middle Ooh. earth mm-hmm. um yeah nice reaction Nathan. Yeah, thank you <laughs> <laughs> now i'm hurt so I have the honor of asking the last question and every single person we have spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What is your favorite color? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, cyan. I like cyan. Ooh, cyan's good. Yeah, I was, I was going to say like, a, like, a, like a, a, a light blue, but not too like neon, you know? Okay. Yeah, All right. taste. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Um, I sure, guess, yeah, uh, we... yeah, I, take a look. If you guys want to take a look at our music video where we aren't burying a dead body, um, check it out. Uh, we had a lot of fun shooting it. Um, give the song a listen. Uh, keep an eye or, or an ear open for our, um, our new singles that we're hoping to drop this summer. Um, yeah, Nathan, you got anything to add? Yeah, just uh, all our socials are uh, Ron's Car Official, so you can check us out there. All right. And I would say keep listening to uh, Good Noise Podcast. I'll plug you guys. I listen. I, I congratulations on season four, episode twenty. By the way, thank you. <laughs> it's a big thank you. Van land, but big landmark. I know you mm-hmm. mentioned that you're on your way to season six, six uh, episode, episode nine. nine. Yes. Yep. So I, I'm gonna go ahead and plug that. I know it's gonna be a good one. Um, thank you. I'll be listening. <laughs> Uh, for sure. But. I hope we get Thank to trash you. on 21 Pilots in that episode as well. Oh my <laughs> nice. god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, maybe what? they'll be around the time they release their their, their next album. Their the, next the album. Real one. The one, the one the that real isn't one. Dima Propaganda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Trench 2. Yeah. Trench exactly. two. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Alright. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's been Ron's car and we're the Good Noise Podcast.